Have you ever questioned how to address a customer or found yourself in a situation when addressing someone incorrectly caused offense or caught them off guard? Tune in as we share examples and scenarios that highlight the significance of using respectful language when addressing individuals based on their status or position. Using respectful etiquette plays a vital role in effective communication. Welcome to the Girls of Grit podcast. Hosted by Annalisa Rhodes and Cynthia Facara, two professional women bringing you over 40 years combined experience as top performers, top earners, and leaders in the male-dominated medical device industry. Grounded in grit, our mission is to be ambassadors for professional women in the medical device sales industry, helping them tap into their potential, magnify their mindset, and escalate their careers by providing real-world, everyday scenarios, struggles, and solutions. Welcome to the Girls of Grit podcast. It's time to dig in. Good morning to everyone out there. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, listeners. Yay, another episode of the Girls of Grit. And today I'm really uh, pumped up to talk about something that, you know, is, is probably pretty benign to most people, but it was brought to my attention when I was talking to my dad actually this past week. And, you know, he mentioned something to me. He's like, you know, Lisa, he's like, you know, it brings to mind something that really used to bother me a lot when I was in the OR working with reps. And he's like, you know, I get to know my reps over the years of working with them. And I really enjoyed working with them. But what always bothered me was when they would say, hey, doc, hey, doc, you want to see this new implant? Hey, doc, why don't you try doing that? Instead of saying, hey, doctor, and calling me by my last name. He's like, you know, I went to school for a really long time. I spent a lot of time away, almost until he was 30. And, you know, when guys and and women work that hard for that long, they deserve the title that they've earned. And it doesn't just apply to physicians. It applies to our customers from, you know, the C-suite level, nurses, techs, and even those that hold the PhD. Those two should be addressed by their title, by their doctor title. Absolutely. And, you know, so in all honesty, it's not really a benign topic. Um, when when you mentioned this to me, it brought an immediate memory back of being in a conference with a younger female um, vendor. And we were in a circle of, there was probably six people, but I know at least four were physicians. And yes, it was a casual circle, yet she referred to one of the physicians by his first name. And it, it, it seemed very awkward and it didn't really flow. Um, and I remember going, Ooh, like it, it sounded uncomfortable to me. Like I tensed a minute for her thinking that really didn't even sound appropriate. So even in a conversation of referring to somebody or addressing somebody, you know, your dad mentioned he didn't like that. He didn't like to be called a certain way, but even me as a bystander didn't like, it just doesn't sound right. So I think today's episode really brings um, good opportunity for us to talk about this 
and really about how women can have the power of excelling in etiquette. You know, we're going to discuss how women can specifically benefit and by creating a positive first impression when you master the art of etiquette. And, you know, something that, that you kind of touched on is this isn't only speaking to physicians. We're talking about in this medical device industry, you're going to have networking events, conferences, job interviews, interactions in the operating room or C-suite level of a hospital. So Lisa and I truly believe that understanding the importance of making a lasting impact is key for your brand and your business. It really is. Absolutely. 1000%. And you're right. It's not a benign topic. It just seems to come across that way because people sometimes I think forget, you know, we all know that first impressions are lasting impressions, but when you get real comfortable with someone, I think you tend to forget, Hey, this is still a very important person. I need to uh, address him or her by their first name, by their title, and then their last name, not just their first name. And, you know, how would you introduce them to others as well? So we really think this is very important to talk about. Um, so we're going to cover why, and it's not just a respect level. There's other reasons why it's important. Um, there could be other factors involved as well. So we realized, um, you know, very early on when talking about this between the two of us, that there's a lot of cultural backgrounds to take into um, consideration with regards to your physicians and your customers. You know, different cultures want to be treated differently um, and see things differently and hear things differently. Um, And then we're just going to go through some examples of how to address those folks, when to address them, um, and in different situations so that you feel very comfortable when faced with a certain situation. Mm, Should I have addressed them in a different way? Or maybe I said the wrong thing. Cindy and I are going to We're going to talk about that today. So let's just begin with why is it important to dress people appropriately in the workplace? And we touched on it. Let's just start with respect. I think it really reminds us of how important it is to be mindful of our words and our actions because we're addressing others professionally. So this can help establish a really strong rapport. It can foster positive communication throughout your conversation. And I think that. This really brings back the first impression. So if you make a good first impression, what does that do for you? That's going to give you growth opportunities. So addressing someone with proper etiquette can allow you to open doors and continue a relationship, grow in your business, and then engaging with some of those people of high status can contribute to building those strong connections that you do need to um, really build your, your business. Right. Yeah. And I'm shaking my head because, you know, another thing that I'm thinking of is that if you constantly are addressing them by their titles, you know, Dr. Smith, Dr. Jones, you're avoiding any pitfalls of ever wondering, Ooh, did I not address them the right way? You are 1000% of the time staying on top of the way that you would formally address them. You can never go wrong when you formally address someone. And even if they tell you to call them by their first name, I think having that habit of staying on the same path of the formal address or address is really important. I do, because now you're avoiding the tension, you're avoiding the potholes, you're avoiding any situation where you might be questioning, hmm, maybe I shouldn't have said their first name, or, or that was a little weird. Maybe I should have addressed them by Dr. Smith. I agree. That's an excellent point to bring up because... 
as we mentioned, why is this so important? Respect, growth, making sure we are putting our best best foot forward. So let's just dive into a little bit about um, what factors can contribute to this and really understand formality and with certain titles. So first, we are in the U.S., of course, I am in Virginia, but I was raised up north. Lisa's in Florida, raised down south. So I first want to talk about something that I've experienced personally. And growing up up north and going to college in the south, I was first introduced to how people address adults as sir and ma'am. So, and this is coming completely from my personal opinion. But when I grew up, if somebody called me ma'am when I was a teenager, I would it would in to some people that's offensive it seems like it's an older person and again this is just stereotypical of course in the south it's completely different right lisa i mean it's it's a matter of respect yeah so I, yeah yep i, I mean I, I i sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you i'm just shaking my head because i'm i yes i'm from the south i guess per se i was raised um you know in florida but i'm really from out west in colorado and so I will say that even now, sometimes when I get the yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, it, it does catch me off guard, but I respond with yes, ma'am, yes, sir. And so it's just ingrained in me. If somebody asks me a question, I'll say yes, sir, or yes, ma'am. And in the South, we appreciate that, you know, whether, whether or not um, where they're from, most of my physicians, you know, over time have really appreciated being called sir or ma'am, even when maybe they just ask you a question, you didn't hear them. You could say, pardon me, or you could say, sir, ma'am. And then they'll realize you didn't hear them, but it's a very kind way, a very formal way to let them know that you're, you're, you respect them, that you didn't hear what they said. And so you're asking them to repeat themselves. Yes. And raising daughters in Virginia, you know, they come up through, especially middle school, it was learning, okay, we, we didn't teach them early on, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, but then we were in an environment where this is what's appropriate. So then it was adapting to the environment we're in because if they were to answer yes, it was more polite to say yes, ma'am. So then they learned that. And I think that really started me thinking about what we're kind of dive into a little bit is that in this industry, you can travel all over the US. And I think it's very important to know um, who you're speaking to and where you are, because you certainly wouldn't mean to be offensive, but if you called somebody something that wasn't normal. So I dove in a little bit and did some research. And um, so we kind of talked about North and South where, uh, you know, up North, maybe it's not always normal or acceptable or um, respectful to be called sir and ma'am, but in the South, of course, it absolutely is. It would be disrespectful if you didn't. So it got me thinking, and Lisa, I'm sure you've come across this too, in all your years of medical device sales, we've been very fortunate to meet physicians from actually all over the world. Um, You may, July just was recent, and that's when the new Startup Fellows come in, and sometimes they're from different countries. So I just wanted to take a minute to to learn a little bit more about other cultures. So when when we're speaking to other physicians, we're aware. So I found a book. And it was called Five Etiquette Mistakes to Avoid in Business, Dining, and Life. And it was by Sandra, I'm not sure I'm going to pronounce her name correctly, Zemaitite, Z-E-M-A-I-T-Y-T-E. Apologize if that was the wrong saying. 
but she really talks about the art of addressing people formally and how all over the world, um, usually it's associated with the individual surname, as we just said, like Dr. Smith, Dr. Jones. So I'm just going to take a few minutes and dive into some countries. So any of you out there, maybe have new fellows coming from somewhere, if you want to dig into this book or learn a little bit more, I think it's helpful. I learned that in America and other countries like Brazil, Canada, and Iceland, people are addressed either formally, like we said, Dr. Jones or Dr. Smith, unless they're told otherwise. But this is a completely different case in Germany where titles are always used with surnames in the present and the future interactions, which I found that was kind of interesting. Yeah. And also the book mentioned uh, Latin America, India, and the Middle East, as well as Africa, which I know I have a fair amount of physicians from the Middle East. And again, they really want their titles or noble professions addressed, whether they're engineers or doctors, lawyers, nurses, they want to be addressed with their titles because that's a sign of respect and they expect that. I do not really foresee them saying, hey, call me Bob. They're going to say, hey, you know, they're going to appreciate the fact that you're saying Dr. Smith or, you know, whatever their last name is. Um, and, and I think it's really important that we do our homework and we learn about these different countries, because if we don't and we do the wrong thing, you know, you may offend them. You're, you're exactly right. And, you know, what you just said, similar to Africa, the same applies to Australia and even in Chinese regions. So in Australia, people rarely address others by their first names. And, and that was new to me. I did not know that. So it's saying whether a person is present or absent in a discussion, everyone is addressed formally um, unless they are told otherwise. So the Chinese also use official titles with their surnames. So for example, you could be like we say like Dr. Smith or Dr. Jones, but you could also be engineer. Jones. You can be nurse Jones. I, I thought that was pretty interesting. So, I mean, I, I feel that there are similarities amongst all these countries um, when we formally address people across the globe, but I think it's important to just take a minute and understand the culture before you visit there or before you're going to have a meeting with somebody, because this will ensure that you address these people respectfully and appropriately, you know, whenever you meet with them. Yeah, it's very important. It's part of your homework. You know, you need to know what their cultural background is so that you are addressing them appropriately and you're respecting the country that they're from as well as the title that they earn. So, mm -hmm. you know, moving into how do we give some examples, you know, a formal versus informal, how do we address in one situation from another situation? So, you know, I would say, so I have a few doctors that are pretty cool and they're like, hey, just call me by my first name. But I will tell you, Cindy, when we are in a case, when we're in the OR, or when I'm introducing them to someone, or when we're at a dinner, they are Dr. Smith, they are Dr. Jones. There is no Carl, there is no Bob. I always call them by their titles that they earned and their last names. And to me, I think it's really important to keep that formality because even though we may have a close relationship, you know, personally, when I am around anyone else, and again, in the OR, even when you're, you're directing them in terms of surgery, it's very important to talk to them in that formal way because it's showing them that respect. And they may tell you, please call me so-and-so. So -so. But again, 
I always go back to the habit of formal address is not going to get you in trouble. You know, you're not going to fall in any pitfalls and you're going to avoid a lot of tension just by keeping that formality. You are absolutely right. And gosh, it just flashed to my mind again about that situation with that young girl. And I remember it wasn't that she called him his name. He was standing near us as we were talking and she referred to him casually by his first name. That's what it was. And you bring up a really good point, Lisa, because yes, I have physicians as well that I call by the first name in certain situations, whether we're standing, having conversation in the hallway, um, possibly in a text message. I think that's used at your own discretion, depending on what you're talking about. In emails, always address them formally. And in situations of referring to them, it's always Dr. So-and-so. Like in that circle, had she just mentioned the physician, you know, two people over said him, Dr. So-and-so, just, you know, referring, it, I don't think anybody would have skipped a beat. Um, so I think it is really important to know when and where you can be formal and informal. And to anybody out there that is new to medical device, always know in an operating room, they are Dr. So-and-so. Yeah, absolutely. They deserve their title. They've worked real hard for that title years, you know? Um, so another, another thing that you and I talked about is how to pronounce their last name. (laughs) So (laughs) I have a few physicians who I love dearly but they have really long names and they're from different countries, you know? And so I will tell you that I've guessed a couple of times and totally been off. Um, Some physicians (laughs) will correct you, but you know, I will tell you the last time that this happened to me, I actually asked another rep who knew them before. And I said, how do you pronounce their last name? Because what an embarrassment. If you go and you assume you know how to pronounce their last name and you say it wrong, And then they're kind of like, geez, I don't really do their homework. Like, how do you not know what my last name is? And again, some are cool and might be like, hey, it's actually pronounced such and such. But, you know, a lot of physicians don't do that. So I think, again, your homework, learn their last names and how to pronounce it. Ask a nurse, ask a tech, because guaranteed they probably had to learn how to pronounce their last name appropriately and correctly. So hear what they have to say and say it. You can even ask the physician, did I, I hope I pronounced that correctly. You know, I, I think, I don't know, you might want to gauge that, you know, that's a self-awareness thing, but you know, I'm just so careful. I want to make sure that I pronounce their name the right way because Lord have mercy. If I say it wrong, I am so embarrassed. Well, you know, you bring up a good point. You know, we we're talking about in, in this discussion, first impressions. Well, don't forget first introductions offer you the opportunity hello, my name is Cindy. And he says, I'm Dr. So-and-so. You could say, could you pronounce that again, please? Or, you know, if you see it written, you can ask them again, tell me exactly how to pronounce your name. You know what I've done? I've gone to my phone in my notes and I, I put in parentheses, my phonics, because other languages do not sound the way we make them sound. You know, and I think, what is it? Um, is it Greek that has starts with a T, it's silent. And it might be an S or a V and you're like, okay, so we don't pronounce the T. So if I leave little notes to myself, it's easier. And it's just to me. And then as long as when I say his name, it comes out right. I think they're grateful that you try. It's kind of like when you go to another country and you try to speak their language, it's the effort you put into it. But yeah, I do believe that when you're first introduced, you have an opportunity to ask right then and there clearly how to say it. 
Um, you may not want to keep asking though. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I like your idea um, of putting it in your notes. I think that's really important. It's like, you know, in your phone, I don't know if you do this and this is getting a little off topic, but in my phone, I'll have, obviously if there's a pronunciation issue, yes, but then the name of their wife or their husband and the name of their kids. So that when you're having these conversations with them, you can readdress it. And, and after a while, you obviously it just sticks in your head, but I, I agree with you. I think that's really important. You don't want to say their name wrong. And, you know, look, if you do and, and they catch you and they say it, just apologize. Just say, look, I'm really sorry. You know, I, I totally, I'm so sorry. I completely killed that. You know, please, please forgive me. And, and I, it'll never happen again. Well, you know what you just said about pronouncing the name wrong. I think that, that ties into, you know, as we're discussing today, how to address people. So what, what happens if we mess up? Okay. So you go in and you've called them. Let's go back to your dad. If I was a rep that said, Hey doc. And I found out later, he didn't like that. You know what? Own up to it. Yeah. You can say, by the way, I didn't mean to call you that. Or, you know, just, just readdress it and apologize. And then each time, make sure, you know, you make the effort to call them what they want to be called. Cause we all mess up, but it's also, again, how do you get back on the saddle and go back out there and make up for it. I, I do. I think that I think that today this discussion really pulls in how etiquette matters. And I hope we're providing some guidance to navigate um, calling people by their titles in the professional world. And again, I think that, you know, we mentioned why it's so important, but remember that proper etiquette will help you gain trust, appreciation, and mostly respect from others. And, you know, as women, we need every edge we can get sometimes, right? So let's soar high on the etiquette scale and begin on the right foot. And first impressions matter. We discussed that too. So if you, and we also mentioned, if you begin addressing someone offensively, catch them off guard, they may not listen or even want to hear what you're saying. So the benefit to being professional and respecting them the way they want to be addressed gives you the opportunity to continue to grow your business have a relationship with them. So I think that's really, really important. Yes. And remember, you can never go wrong by keeping that habit of addressing them formally. It keeps you out of the potholes and the pitfalls and avoids all tension. So your backdrop always needs to be formal first. Even if they've told you, hey, it's cool to be informal, I still lean back on that habit of being formal because you can't go wrong if you address them by the title that they deserve. Yes. So I think we should all strive to be more attentive and considerate when addressing others professionally, because creating this atmosphere of respect and understanding really does start with how we communicate with one another. So our call to action today is do your homework. Do the research prior to meeting someone, say they have PhD in their title, you'll be addressing them, Dr. So-and-so. Ask a trusted resource before you're entering a meeting, knowing where people are from, so you can not only do your homework, but take it a step further and know the cultural background of the person you're going to meet. It's it, good mannerisms can demand that you not only recognize this person's qualifications, but also their position in society. Know your environment, whether it's casual and formal, because I do believe there is a time and place for everything. And something as simple as addressing somebody with their title can reflect on you, which is your brand and your business. So thanks so much, Mrs. Bacara, for that wonderful summary that we just discussed. And to you too, Mrs. Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Girls of Grit. We hope you enjoyed it. Please don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Have a great day. Bye-bye. All you need is a little bit of grit to be your best today and build for tomorrow. Find us on Instagram at the Girls of Grit, our website, thegirlsofgrit.com, and LinkedIn, the Girls of Grit. 